Hey everyone, and welcome back to Set Apart the Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Nyken, and we're super glad to have you back with us today. We're super happy that you've decided to come back to listen to our podcast and just to join us on this journey as we discuss our relationship with God and how we can get closer to Him. We know exam season is upon us and we hope that all is going well and we're trusting God that you will get the results that you are trusting Him for. Um, so welcome to part two. This is actually the second part of a two-part series that we're doing about surrender and in today's episode we're going to deep dive into what obedience actually is. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, maybe get a snack and let's jump right into it. And I think something that we always, just adding to what Alexa said, something that we always mention at church, at home time, or whatever it may be, and in general is you don't know who's waiting at the other side of your obedience, on the other mm-hmm. side of your obedience. You might think everything's going wrong, what the heck, but your testimony could be some, this, just the story and the encouragement that somebody else needs. Mm-hmm. And if you're not obedient in your time of trial, if you're not obedient during your time of trial, and if you don't surrender during your time of trial, you're not going to get the full extent of the testimony that you need to help someone else because mm-hmm. we, we're blessed to be a blessing. And mm-hmm. in the same way, God will allow certain things to happen to us so that we can help others through that. Say, Jesus helped me during the, my exams when I got depressed and all of these things. He can help you too. He came through during my exam so he can come through for you too. Mm-hmm. And I think just going off that is a topic that we've been talking about a lot, a lot, a lot. It's just the idea of obedience. And I think obedience is so important. A lot of the times, it's the area where young people struggle. It's an area that young people struggle with. Obedience, just obeying God's word, because it's like, I want to do this, but your word is telling me to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to the whole thing of why obedience ties into surrender so well. So going back to what um, we read in Genesis 12, verse 1, where Abraham had to leave his father's house, we see that with obedience, there always comes a promise. God told Abraham, leave your father's house and I will bless you. Leave your father's house, I will make you a great nation. And I feel like a lot of the times we want to hear the promise before we listen to the what the instruction actually mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But the instruction always comes before the promise. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, how can we heed to God's instruction? Even when sometimes the promise seems so far-fetched. God, you're telling me I'm going to be a father of many nations. I don't even have one child. I'm 100 years old. Mm. So the instruction always comes with a promise, but sometimes the promise doesn't make sense. So how can we heed to the instruction? How can we be obedient to the instruction, even when the promise seems so far-fetched? Mm. Um, can I quickly can I hop onto this first? I think the first thing is, um, firstly, is to honestly and truly believe that God is a good God and mm-hmm. is a faithful and just God. Because I think a lot of the issues we have, like obedience, um, sacrifice in the name of Jesus, surrender, um, or having faith, you know, sometimes we have to ask ourselves, do I really, really believe that everything God is allowing and everything God is asking me to do is really going to work for my good? Do we really believe that God's plan for our lives is the best plan do we really really believe that his plan will have a better outcome compared to the plans that we have do we really believe that his plan will be more fulfilling than whatever plan that we think is fulfilling you know do we really believe that god is honestly honestly a good god in all in all facets Mm. 
and I can't speak for you guys, but I think I've always I've been in a place where like sometimes I doubt. It's like yeah, you know, even I'm even though I'm walking this Christian journey, I'm like, ish, but like ish, it's it's it's, it's, it's ish. I don't really. Here's the thing. In my mind, I'm like, I don't really see how his plan is gonna be better than my plan. Mm. I don't really feel like me doing what he wants me to do is gonna be more fulfilling than what I see myself doing. Mm. You know, and that's now where true faith comes in, where realizing and truly learning who God is. You know, so we have to start the, do we really, really believe that he's a good God? Mm. Do we really, really believe that his plan is better than our plan? And I think it's once we can honestly answer this question, you know, with some level of confidence and say, yes, I believe he's a good God. I believe he's a faithful God. Then it will, I'm not going to say completely make it easy, but it will definitely get you in the right direction of being willing to surrender. Mm -hmm. Because if you truly believe he's a good and faithful God, you know, that he will pull through for you. If you truly believe that his plans are better than your plans, if you truly believe, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, that for he knows the plans that he has for you, plans to give you a future and a hope, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, due to our current situation, we think God's plans are going to harm us. Therefore, yeah. we step out of surrender. We step out of obedience. Mm -hmm. But he says, he knows his plans. Mm -hmm. Once we get to that point where we truly believe that verse, mm -hmm. then it will become much more easier because then you'll say, God, I know even though my situation looks like this right now, I know you're a good God. Amen. I've seen you in the land of the living. I've seen you work it in my life before. Mm -hmm. And I just truly believe you're a good God. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I will surrender. Therefore, I will obey, even though right now it might not look like, the, even though the situation might look harmful, might not look like it's working for my good, but I believe that you're a good God. Mm -hmm. So, And I think going back to that is someone might ask, like, how do you get to that level of actually believing God? And I think it's like any relationship. When you first meet someone, you don't just trust them like that. Like, I say, hi, Alexa, I'm Jared. Now I trust her with my life. I'm going to jump off a cliff and expect her to save me kind of things. You gain trust, sorry Alexa, you gain trust by getting to know someone. You gain trust by actually investing time into the relationship. I'm not going to trust someone I just met on the street, be like, here's my phone, please take a picture of me. You know, we'd love to do that with everyone, but you can't. We live in a real world where trust mm -hmm. is something so important. And you might ask, like, how can you learn to trust God? It's by knowing who God is. Mm -hmm. You trust someone because you know who they are. You mm -hmm. trust someone because you have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And people might say, like, having a relationship with God, with God is not too important. Or they might prioritize other relationships above your relationship with God. If God is a source and you're not plugged into the source, no electricity is going to be flowing. No mm -hmm. water is going to be flowing. So in the same way, you're not going to have trust if you don't actually have a relationship with God. And I mm -hmm. think that's where it's so important where prayer comes in. We're reading your Bible because where do you find out who God is? Mm -hmm. You find out who God is in the Bible. You find mm -hmm. out who God is by your through your Christian peers. You find mm -hmm. out who God is through worshiping him, through um, listening to the word delivered by a pastor, a preacher, whoever it may be. But it's in spaces where God is that you know who, that you then develop a relationship with him. You can't develop develop you can't develop a relationship with someone that you're not with a lot of the times. Like, I can't develop a relationship with Keith and Tombi or someone if I see you maybe once a month, once a week, even once every two days. It's not enough. You're not going to have a proper relationship where you trust them. How do we trust our parents? Some of us, well, most majority of people, sorry to those who can't say this also, majority of people can trust, example, their parents or their siblings just like that. 
Why is it? It's because you've been around them 24-7 for a good portion of your life. You don't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to trust my mom or I'm not going to trust my mom. It's because they've built that relationship with you so that you can say, I trust you. So. Okay. So can I say something? What was your question again? Um, we we're talking about obedience and surrender. And that. Okay. So <clears throat> again, I think in Christianity, it, Christianity, I don't know. This is what I believe. You guys can like object or something, but I believe that it's something that you have to like stretch. Like it starts very mm-hmm. small. So you can start by being on fire for God, whereby you like see God doing things and doing amazing things in your life. Especially when you after maybe getting saved mm-hmm. or finding a new church, finding that Christian. Yes, mm-hmm. but what happens after that phase? Like yeah. what happens when you? when you may be facing certain things that can make you doubt God. Mm. So I think it starts by you stretching and exercising your faith when things are still looking like good. Because, mm. yeah, also, yeah, I don't know what I wanted to say. This mm. is not what I wanted to say, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so in terms of obedience, right, and I could be wrong, feel free to correct me, but like I think one thing that's a very big hindrance to obeisance is we try to understand too much yeah like you want Mm. you know you see something happening or whatever and then you want to understand why is god doing this why is he putting me in the situation why 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 instead of just obeying it's something that i have to come to terms with i don't always have to understand why god is doing something Mm. i just have to do what he says i should do so if he says go here i don't have to be i think because i'm in that situation now like (laughs) I don't have to understand why I'm going there. I don't have to understand why I'm being told to leave where I am or whatever the situation might be. I just have to be like, okay, God is telling me to go here. I'm going to go. And then once I'm there, I see what it is that he wanted me to see or experience what it is he wanted me to experience. It's not a thing of you must understand why. Like it would be nice to understand, but we yeah. don't always have to. And I, well, we, had a, you know, we had a conversation about this um, as a group last semester where um someone was saying that they didn't understand why they didn't necessarily understand why you're not supposed to have sex before marriage and someone said it very clearly like you don't have to understand you Mm -hmm. just have to obey and i think that is the problem we we need to get out of this mindset of wanting to understand why god is doing something and you just obey what he says you should Mm -hmm. yeah so I also had like a conversation with one of my friends. It was about something that I posted. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, it was talking about like, don't replace worship with like time spent with God. So she was like, no, I don't agree with that. And I was like, why? And, I was, and then she was like, yeah, when I listen to worship, that's enough for me. Like I feel connected to God. And I was like, okay sharp that's what you believe then okay but i i'll just tell you what i know and what i think so i think it's important for you to like know god know his word know what what it says and then when it comes to like the obedience and stuff especially about sex and marriage she said that um she also doesn't think that sex before marriage is wrong because it's like written i think in the old testament but and i was like oh okay so she was like we are living a life whereby we are living life in the new testament i think so i was like okay fine so one thing that i think i got or what the holy spirit told me is that sometimes 
everything, all the questions and people not obeying like some of the rules that come from the Bible comes from people not spending time with God, mm-hmm. people not having, I don't know, listening to the Holy Spirit or reading the word by themselves. Because if you can just don't quote scriptures from like Instagram or what someone yeah. posts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instagram Christianity. Think, yeah. And then you think that you know the word because just because I'm posting verses, then yeah, I know I'm on fire. No, mm-hmm. it comes from me knowing what God says. Cause personally, I've never like sat down and read what God says about sex before marriage but i i believe my spiritual fathers because they do tell us that no it's wrong so i believe them but i think okay let me talk about her i think if she can sit down and read what the word says then it's easy for her to like know what the truth is Mm. because guys we have a lot of false prophets a lot of like christianity is just portrayed in like different ways out there so Mm -hmm. if you don't sit down and read the word then you can't be like Mm. It's, it's it's gonna be very hard for you to be obedient, yeah. I think, and follow mm. what God is saying. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and I think oh, it's kind of in touch with what both you guys were saying. Um, but the whole thing, I think, it, a friend of mine, we talked about this and stuff. We're like, a lot of people don't understand why. You know, why are we waiting for marriage? Obviously, these things like soul ties and whatever. But there are things in the Bible that are written for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not to control us. I think a lot of people just look at Christianity as a, as just a thing to like control us and stuff like that. But it's not there to control us. There's a reason for everything, right? Mm-hmm. God is protecting us from something. When mm-hmm. he says, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. It's for a reason. Mm-hmm. You're being protected from something. And I think a lot of people just look at it like, oh my gosh, like it's... I just, I want to be free. I want to do whatever I want, but it's when you surrender, right? You need to obey what the book of yes says. Mm. Book of what? The Bible. Yeah, the Bible. Yeah. The Bible. <laughs> the word no, of I want to. Yeah, oh. exactly that one. Um, you need to obey that book, and because there's truth in there, there's mm-hmm. a, there's things that are protecting you, and. A lot of people just I, I, Christianity is painted in such a negative light mm-hmm. and listen God is love Amen. God tells us to respect our elders he doesn't tell us to go cast out someone out there I don't know why people like don't want to live according to it mm. I understand like oh, religion can make you feel like oh this is too much because like there's laws and laws and laws and laws and there's the old testament there's the new testament there's people that don't believe in the new testament it's just there's a lot happening there's a lot of denominations there's a lot of confusion out there and a lot of people are christians and they say they read their bibles but like they say you see your verses on instagram or maybe you're watching a tiktok video and someone pops up to this podcast but this is the right one listen to us this is the right yeah so I just wanted to add there's a reason why things are the way that they are it's very hard for you to understand when you're thinking with your own understanding when yeah basing it off your own understanding but once you're in it you're able to see I think there's also people don't understand why like oh I'm like I'm gonna go to church twice on a Sunday people don't understand they're like oh my gosh like she loves church so much 
And I love church. I've met amazing. Mm-hmm. I've met these people at church, guys. Exactly. Like, you know, like it is a great place for fellowship and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I go to church because I'm showing God that I'm serious about this. I mm-hmm. want to do things. I mean, Jesus went to church himself, guys. Exactly. Don't ask me why we go to church. We have to go to church because we exactly. want to be Christ like. Mm-hmm. So I went off my point. My point is the things that are in the Bible, like the um, waiting and stuff it's there to protect us Mm -hmm. you lying it's there to protect you you can end up in jail for crying out loud um if you don't obey your parents they maybe can disown you and then now you don't have money (laughs) (laughs) what an example exactly And the so, Bible says, obey your parents because there's a promise of long life. Your parents have been here for longer than you. If they tell you, don't smack the dog, the dog's going to bite you. Obey them. Oh, the dog's going to bite you. Yeah. Then you're going to cry. But can I just add something? But like, the people mentioned the whole, um, a lot of people like feel like they want to be free and that's why probably they don't obey and they don't surrender. I feel like a lot of people don't realize there's so much freedom in surrendering it's something you don't realize until you're in that place like you're in this christian space Mm. that there's like surrendering is so free Mm -hmm. like because there are just certain things we're not meant to be as people there are certain burdens that we're not meant to have so when you surrender it's not just surrendering justin j it's surrendering everything to god surrendering yourself your burdens all of that so when you surrender you give it all to him but yeah you give it all to him and you're you're freed from having to carry certain things so yeah that's that's all i wanted to say i'm losing my train of thought but yeah there's freedom and surrender and i think just adding on to that very quickly i know a lot of all of us want to speak um jesus even tells us like you might say like why should i obey the the commandments or just the bible in general and although number one it's to protect us number two it's because it demonstrates your love jesus says in john 14 verse 15 if you love me you will obey my commandments plain and simple meaning if you don't want to obey the commandments and that's not just 10 commandments it's every single instruction given in the given in the bible if you love me you will obey my commandments meaning if you don't obey the commandments let's see you don't love God. And that's just plain and simple how it is. And the, the scripture goes on to say, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. I will ask the father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. He is a spirit who reveals the truth about God. The world cannot receive him because it cannot see him or know him. And I think that just goes to show that God really does love us and he really does care about us so much because he knew it was going to be difficult to obey the commandments. He knew it was going to be so hard for us to actually listen to what the Bible says, which is why he sent the Holy Spirit, which goes back to what Ndombi was saying at the beginning. You can't obey God. You can't love God. You can't um, surrender unto God without the Holy Spirit. It's it's going to be tough. That's why he sent the helper. So, yeah. Okay. Um, you A lot has been said. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, lost, lost my train of thought there. But I think um, one thing I just want to mention is that you guys have mentioned it's love. Firstly, okay, two things, three things actually. First one, love. The basis of everything should be love and not law. Mm-hmm. Jesus came, the Bible says, for God so loved the world mm-hmm. that he gave his only begotten son. 
So we can see that everything that God does for us, you know, and everything on the basis of our relationship with God and this religion, which Christianity is not a religion, it's actually a relationship. That's mm-hmm. what we first have to establish, the relationship of love. Everything should be based off love. And I just pray that each and every person listening to this would have a revelation of God's love. Because when you have a revelation of God's love, you start, you start to see the world, the word of God, his principles through a perfect through the perfect lens of love and how God wants you to see it. And if you don't have a revelation of love, a lot of the things that God says, it will seem like judgment. It will seem like law. You know, and I, I am very cognizant of the fact that many of us, when we came to this religion, it just came from a place, oh, hey, if you don't do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, go to hell, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. But, you know, sometimes it does come off from a place of, for some people, even I myself, before I really had a revelation of love, when I would speak or teach, it would be coming from a place of rebuking and judging, not from a place of love. It's only when I got a revelation of God's love that even the way I spoke, you know, the word of God was trying to portray God's love. You know, that everything about God is love. You know, that's that's the basis of it all. And love, love requires action. Like, yeah. for God so loved that he gave, yeah. that's going to require the same of us, that because we love him, that's why we go to church. Yeah. Because we love him, we, we obey. Because we love him, we're going to fight the desires of our flesh. Mm-hmm. Because we have to be also aware of the fact that, let's keep it a bug, let's be honest, guys. We've been of the world more than, more than yes. we've been of Christ. Mm-hmm. So you are constantly in a battle of your, with your flesh. You know, just because you gave your life to Jesus doesn't mean you're going to suddenly change like this. Yeah. It does happen for some people. Some people, yo, you give your mm-hmm. life to Jesus, you say the salvation prayer, yo, or your addictions, habits, Mm-hmm. thoughts gone mm, love that for you Kesana. but for a lot of us yeah, <laughs> it's been a us. journey you have to fight but why do we fight because we love god mm-hmm. we want to pursue christ we we love therefore we fight we love therefore we continue to give you know we, we chase christ and um yeah i think also it becomes easy to obey god if if you know who he is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like uh, i think you guys spoke about this one just keep quiet no i think no, okay so you guys spoke about like parents it's easy for you to obey your parents because you know them number one number two you love them so even with us it's easy for us to obey god because we know him we've seen him working in our lives mm-hmm. and yeah so following some of the rules maybe in the bible it's not it's it's it is hard but it's not really hard because we have the helper mm-hmm. Holy Spirit again mm-hmm. and yeah like and also guys when you are like a Christian like guys you are not in this battle alone so mm-hmm. it's easy for you to like fight and be obedient because yeah God is yeah mm. so yeah a lot has been said and so much so many things that are so important and I think something that we just need to establish before we close off or maybe conclude is just that a lot has been spoken so informative but we need to have practical things in our lives that we can use in order for us to actually fully surrender unto god so let's bring it back into our everyday lives what are some practical things that you guys think we can actually use to surrender unto god um because yeah like we've been saying it can be hard sometimes so like what are the takeaway what are some points that we can do to actually surrender surrendering your time um i think a lot of people may struggle with that um because sometimes you get too busy with your own things that you don't put time 
set time apart for God, you know, and um, you end up, maybe you're like, I want to read something, I want to do this, and then you're like, oh, but I have to do this first. Surrendering is goes hand in hand with sacrifice, actually. So you need to sacrifice a part of yourself or a part of your time, and knowing that the end goal is eternity so in as much as yeah your education is important right but like um but like putting away putting away the time for god is very important as well like surrendering certain amounts of minutes an hour maybe a few hours to spend time with god is very very important for your day-to-day life because you grow by getting to know god better as Mm -hmm. Ndombi said and for you to do that, you need to spend time with them. How are you going to know someone if you don't spend time with them? Yeah. So that's very, very important. I think that's the basis of everything. Yeah. You need to put time, set time apart, or aside, I mean, not apart. <laughs> set apart. Set apart. <laughs> aside for God. Yeah. Because, yeah. And I think adding on to what uh, Rifi just said is that there's always a benefit. God doesn't make you do something just for that being said. We don't do things for God. We don't serve God so that we can get a benefit. Mm. But in serving God, there's always a benefit. Mm. Be very careful, guys. If your intention behind serving God is to get something out of him, you're looking at his hands. You're not looking at his face. But going back to what Rafi was saying is spending time in God makes our life so much easier mm-hmm. because surrender is hard. But the Bible says, do not conform to the things of the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So through renewing your mind, you sort of, it becomes instinctual that you don't conform to the things of the world, mm-hmm. meaning it becomes instinctual that you're surrendering to God's will and not your own will. So spending time with God, like Rafilwe said, it makes it sort of second nature to surrender everything to God and and to not conform to the our world and to the world of the world around us. So, I just wanted to add what Jared is saying about like how you shouldn't expect something in return. The thing is, there are already things that God has given you. Mm-hmm. You've inherited so much. Like you are chosen, right? Yeah. And what um, isn't that what God promised the Jews that also the gen the yeah yeah you the get you yeah. you inherited you already got something you get the love of god like that peace in your heart like things i think a lot of people just think of like um when you surrender to god like oh everything's gonna be fine whatever but obviously there's gonna be struggles and stuff and a lot of people think surrendering to god is the evidence of it is like you doing great in terms of materialistic things right it's not like that you've mm-hmm. already inherited so much yet when you follow god like you you get something a hundred percent like more than you could ever imagine mm-hmm. and a lot of people just want tangible things yeah. ignoring the greater gift yeah. and promises god has given you so quickly that. before you to speak it's just like what you was saying Serving God is not for us to get something. It's for us to give back to God because he's given us so much. Um, The Bible calls it reasonable service. It's because God has done so much. Whatever we do for him could never compare to what God has done for us. Like, think about it. You can preach around the whole world. You can do what, 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 what for God. 
but it still doesn't ever compare to what he did for you. So it's reasonable service, meaning it's, it's yeah, you have to do it. It's reasonable. It's not like when we say something is reasonable in real life. It's like, it's not too expensive. It's not too cheap. It's reasonable. And it's your reasonable service to God for all the things he's actually done for you. So back to you guys. So another thing that I wanted to say is like, when we surrender, we don't surrender because maybe we are, we fear God or mm. it's like a threat. But we surrender because we know that he has something, he has like a life better for us mm-hmm. or something better for us. Because now it's almost the same thing as like we are sowing as Christians. Like the seed is like the eternal life that we are still going to get. So, yeah, that's all. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just to add on, I think I'm, not I think I know we've touched on surrender, you know, and surrender is such a, such a broad concept because there's so much you can surrender you can surrender your time your talent your treasure you can surrender your future you can surrender your life to jesus christ you can surrender certain things to him and um with that being said i think also in some of these things that you can surrender i think also a very important thing is um with surrender you sometimes also have to count the cost you know and and be real with yourself that it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows yeah it's not always gonna feel good it's not always going to be, you know, just the Christian walk in general, you know, yeah. because for you to live the life that Christ wants you to live, you have to give your life to him. You have to surrender yourself to him, you know, and you have to surrender every single part of you. And like, like, and don't be said, there's definitely an eternal award, mm-hmm. you know, eternal, eternal reward that is waiting for us, which is yeah. eternal life and life yeah. through Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's also benefits that we're going to have whilst we're still here. You know, but I think the point I'm trying to get across is that in whatever way that surrender looks like to you, you know, um, it's always going to be sunshine and rainbows. You have to come the cost. You have to, you're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to be in those situations where you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be in those situations where it sometimes will be painful, will be tough season. Yeah. You know, but it's in those moments where you have to remember that you've made a, a decision to to have your house planted to have what does the scripture say it says that um build your house on the rock yeah that when the wind and storms come and blow your house is standing because you've built yeah. your house on a solid foundation and the solid foundation is christ and that you've made up your mind i just want to quote that scripture again that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways mm-hmm. that's a verse my mom would always Yo, my mom will always say this Same. to me. It's like I'll be in the grocery store, she's like, choose what you want. And I'll be like, oh, please, that yo, you should be like, hey, double minded man is unstable in all his ways. And now I'm only understanding it now because not only is it applicable in the grocery store, yeah. it's applicable to surrender. Because mm-hmm. it's in those tough moments where your mind, the decision you make, it's going to have to stand. Because yeah. that's when you're truly going to test if, it's, if that's really what you stand for. Mm-hmm. It's not when it's easy, but it's when it's hard. You know, so count the cost. Yeah. Count the cost. It's not always going to be. Nice times, but um, it'll all be worth it. Romans eight twenty eight. All yeah. things work out together for the good for those who he loves and are called according to his purpose. Amen. And I think with that, just to add on, is that God never promised that it would be easy. Mm-hmm. Look for it in Scripture. You won't find it. Or if you do find it, please drop us an email or a DM because maybe I didn't do research. But as far as I know, God never ever promises that the journey is going to be easy. But what does He does promise? That He's always going to be there. He mm-hmm. said. 
I mean, look at what Joshua had to do. He had to take the Israelites who were doubting, who were in the wilderness. For 40 years they were in the wilderness. He had to take them from there, lead them into the promised land. And on top of that, there's giants. Giants mm-hmm. that want to fight with them. All of that. And God never said, Joshua, it's going to be so easy. Just go in and what, what, what. No, they had to fight to get in. They had to do mm-hmm. Jericho walls. All of those things had to come down. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. But what did God say? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And that's where having the Holy Spirit comes in, like we've been saying, is in order for us to actually have God with us, we need to invite him to be with us. So, yeah. And I think that brings us to the end, guys. So we're really happy that you've been here, if you've been here for the whole time, and we trust that this podcast has sort of given you insight into how you can actually surrender unto God. So we're really... Okay, don't That was not the end. Oh. Because <laughs> you actually asked everyone a question, but only the few answers. Oh, the practical aspect. Practical. Rewind. Okay, <laughs> <I? laughs> Rewind. Um, right. The people said um, spending time with God, right? As a practical aspect. I want to touch on what you can do in the spending time, right? And I think it's really important because we, we've been talking a lot about like getting to know God. How do you get to know God? You read the Bible. Like that's standard. You read the Bible. You listen to worship and praise music. You pray. And not only do you just pray as in speak, speak, speak. You know, speak, speak, speak. Like tell God what you want. Tell God what you're going through, whatever, whatever. But you also listen to him. So you sit down and you really meditate on whatever it is you've read. Or you meditate after your prayer. However that looks for you. And you listen to what he's saying. That's how you get to know God. So it's not like a one-way thing. A relationship is a two-way thing. So it's not just you constantly speaking. It's God also speaking to you. He speaks to you through his word, but he can also speak to you in a... Hey, others hear voices. Others, I don't know. But like he speaks to you as well. So I think that spending time part, that's what you can do in Mm. that space. Mm. And I think a TikTok post or an Instagram post we always see is people saying... God's not speaking to me. But then the Bible is closed. The Bible is there. It's closed. The Bible is the word of God. Number one. The Bible says in Hebrews that every single thing in the Bible is breathed of God, meaning out of God's lungs. And if it's out of God's lungs, you can't speak without breath. You can try it, but you can't speak without breath. So the breath and the word of God is God speaking. So if your Bible is closed, how are you going to expect God to speak? Yes, he does speak through other ways. Obviously, he does. Mm-hmm. But he, the Bible is God's word. And if you want God to speak, read his word. Because mm-hmm. that's what, it's a transcript of what God is saying. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. If you're hearing voices, if you're listening to counsel from other people, if it's just to emphasize what Rithi said, if it doesn't align with scripture, be very Sorry. careful. Be very careful. Can I just jump on that? You know, just to, um, like there's a quote that says that it's not that God is not speaking. God is always speaking. It's just that you're not listening. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times, and there's so many reasons why you might not be listening. Like one of those is such, like your Bible is closed because the word of God is God breathed. But also sometimes you're distracting yourself. You've got other voices that you're allowed to speak into your life that are not aligned with God. You know, sometimes it's even your own thoughts that you're allowed to, cloud your head yeah. you know and let, let, let's 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 be honest you know sometimes you know the, the anxieties and the stresses of life will just have your head so occupied that you're not being aware of the voice of god but now we're making you aware of that now you can actively combat that 
because now you are aware of it, you're cognizant, now you can do what you have to do, set up certain atmospheres if you have to, to allow, create the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to work through you, you know, so, yeah, just thought I should put that out there. Yeah, um, I wanted to add to what Keith was saying. This is other TikTok I saw. It's called The Call. It's like a, a um, poem. Yeah. And basically, they're like, um, the, the, it's like performed by two people. There's a girl and a, and a guy, right? So the, the girl's the one who is in search of like her purpose and stuff. And she's kind of lost in that. And then she says something about like she's been looking for God and whatever. And, and he hasn't been there and then the guy's like but he's always been there he, he called you he left it up you you let the phone ring he called you 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 put your phone on hold you you hang up or something like god is always speaking to you and we don't see it like we don't realize because we don't know how he's gonna speak to us so it's very important for us to know and be able to discern when god is talking to us so that we can go from that um maybe we can like link it somewhere but it's very powerful and i want you guys to also listen to it because mm-hmm. it's so good like it's yo yeah i know yeah. i think we will post it on instagram so yeah. guys after this drops and you've just heard this go over to our instagram it should be there mm. don't be yeah. <laughs> she's like uh everyone didn't answer the question and now it's her turn <laughs> How can you practically surrender to God? Like actual things that we can give our listeners to do in their time. So, so you can do that by just, I don't know, spending more time with God, listening to what he is saying to you. And also when it comes to like the thing of listening, we have to always remember that God, God's, I don't know god is clear like god doesn't come in like confusion or mm-hmm. a lot of noise so when you're mm-hmm. like when everything is clear just know that it comes from god mm. and we can how can we practically surrender to god like by going to church by praying listening to praise and worship mm-hmm. praying in tongues also um yeah all of those things don't mm-hmm. feel guys going to church sometimes it can be like a lot like it mm-hmm. can just be like some days you want to go some days you don't want to go mm-hmm. and it's the same thing when you listen to like praise and worship you sometimes pray. you want to do it sometimes you don't want to do it sometimes you want to pray sometimes you don't want to pray so it takes commitment i think also christianity is commitment yeah and yeah just just knowing who god is mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if that's a way of like surrendering mm-hmm. but i think it is and yeah <laughs> so yeah thank you all guys does anyone else want to add anything before we close off so yeah guys a lot of things has been spoken here and we really hope that something in this entire podcast has actually helped you and we thank you so much for actually listening to this podcast and we're here to create a community we're not here just to be six seven of us here speaking to you guys on a podcast we're here to create a community we're here to create a family so please don't be hesitant to reach out. Our DMs are always there. Our email address is there also. And if that doesn't work, you can, we'll, we'll try and implement other ways for us to communicate. But 
yeah, we just hope that that you were touched by this podcast, that your life has been changed. And if you want to know more, hit us a DM, send us an email, and we'll be more than happy to help. But I think from our side, that's all. Hi so guys. thank you all for listening, and we're out. Bye. Also, share your thoughts. Like, yeah, please do share your thoughts in the comments. Because as much as yeah. we, okay, we are also learning, guys, and we would like to, you know, what you guys mm. want to say. Yeah. So don't forget to drop a like, drop a subscribe if you if your platform allows you to do that. And very soon, just make an announcement quickly. We will be starting a YouTube channel, so be on the lookout for that. And sorry for the wait, but we're finally here and we're not going anywhere. So that's it from us, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.